Montgomery County Public Schools got off to a rocky start. Will new changes allow for a smoother school year? I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Laura Spitalniak. Strict COVID-19 policies landed thousands of Montgomery County students and staff in quarantine within the first week of in-person learning. Since then, the school system has changed many of its rules to keep kids safe and keep them in the classroom. This week, WTOP reporter Luke Luker tells us about the twists and turns in Montgomery's quarantine rules, vaccine mandates, and even homecoming plans. He also shares his conversation with the interim superintendent, Dr. Monifa McKnight, who lays out her plans for the rest of the school year. So Luke, in the first few weeks that Montgomery County Public Schools returned to full in-person learning, we have seen a ton of developments with quarantine policies, with vaccine mandates. And a lot of this was sparked by the fact that more than a thousand students and staff were put into quarantine within the first week. Can you take us back to that moment and explain why that was? Yeah, I mean, the number that we got as of, I want to say, in the second week of school, essentially, it got up to about 1,700 kids, which is pretty incredible. They decided to go a little bit stricter than what the Maryland state guidelines is for causing a student to go into quarantine. And so if a student does not have a vaccination and is exposed to COVID-19, they're supposed to go into quarantine. What Montgomery County Public Schools decided to do was if anybody shows any sort of symptom of COVID-19, that was an automatic trigger to send not only that student to quarantine, but also any student that they may have come into contact with. Some of those symptoms are, according to the state guidelines, which is what Montgomery County followed, was fevers of 100 degrees, sore throats, coughs, difficulty breathing, diarrhea, vomiting, headaches, lost taste of smell. As you can imagine, little kids, especially the ones who are not vaccinated, who are, you know, under the age of 12, often get coughs, sore throats, may have headaches, and, of course, vomiting is is very common for kids that age. So, as you can imagine, sent a lot of kids home that did not have COVID. In fact, the numbers that came back were 75% of the kids that were sent home to quarantine were not actually exposed to coronavirus. Oh, wow. Once they were sent home, that student got a PCR test, came back negative. They allowed all the students to come back. So what sort of reaction did this get? That really upset a lot of parents because this is the first time that students have been allowed to go back into the classroom full-time since the pandemic started for Montgomery County. Even when they were sending kids back last year, it was only for four days a week for the kids who opted into that. Montgomery County had a lot of kids that opted out of in-person last year. And so, as you can imagine, a lot of parents got very upset in the last school board meeting, especially one parent who actually works for the NIH. I looked it up. She works for the NIH saying, we need to have kids back in school. This policy is a little ridiculous that you're sending them home with just one symptom. Mm -hmm. That has sparked a quick change in policy, and you got to give credit to the school system. I mean, they changed course and kind of pivoted very, very quickly to where they are now not sending any close contacts home based on just one symptom. It actually has to be a positive test. That makes it a little easier because last week they started doing rapid tests for any kid that started showing symptoms of covid They would do a rapid test, which is an antigen test, gets you back about 15 minutes. One of the administrators said that there was an example of one day last year, they tested six kids who had symptoms and all six kids were negative. Therefore, over 100 kids 
were spared from uh, having to go to quarantine. So you're kind of already seeing the quarantining go down with just this instituting of a new policy. Yeah, I was going to bring up parent reaction because Montgomery County, you can have parents who work for the NIH. You can have parents who are professional virologists. So it goes beyond just parents having opinions. But other than quarantining kids, what actions have the schools taken to try to keep their case numbers low and mitigate risk for staff and students? Yeah, so that was uh, interesting. I actually got to talk to the superintendent, Monifig McKnight. Actually, the interim superintendent actually just got the job in July. So as you can imagine, a really tough start to a new position, getting uh, kids back into school. She laid out what she called the five-point plan. Those rapid tests for students was definitely a huge part of it. And really, the big part for her was pushing parents to sign their kids up for testing. In Maryland, if you want to use any of the state's supply of rapid tests, you have to have an opt-in system, meaning if kids are going to be tested at school, the parents have to give express consent either through a form or you can get verbal consent if somebody's showing a symptom, but the parents have to give permission. So one of the goals of this is just trying to get 100% participation rate from pre-K through 12 for that rapid testing. That also includes just random spot testing to see if, you know, a grade has anybody with COVID and nobody's showing signs of it. So that was one of the big things that she was pushing. Another one, which was kind of interesting, is they want to hire a health officer just for Montgomery County Public Schools. As she put it to me, it's time for us in Montgomery County to really address that need after 18 months of managing this pandemic. So we are going to appoint a health officer for MCPS. And this person's primary goal will be to work with the Maryland Department of Health, Montgomery County Department of Health and Human Services to really be able to coordinate MCPS COVID-19 response responsibilities. Montgomery County is in the top 15 uh, largest school districts in the country. And most of those other ones have public health officers like New York City, LA, Chicago, Miami-Dade, She said it's been long overdue, and so they're going to try to work on that. And she was telling me they're going to try to get that filled in the next few weeks. They are hiring more contact tracers because it's been weighing down on the teachers tracing what students were with who. And so it's taking away from their teaching, and it's been draining on staff. So they're definitely trying to add some more staff just for contact tracing. Another big thing is... They're going to add to their COVID-19 dashboard. Now they are going to have specific numbers of how many students are going to be quarantined. And there was a lot of numbers being thrown around. You know, we were getting constant reports of, oh, uh, an entire fourth grade at this school is quarantined. And, And so they decided that it was really important to say exactly how many students from MCPS are actually in quarantine. Part of that transparency that they wanted to show. Gotcha. The last thing is... As we talked about, there were some parents who expressed a lot of concern. And and as you mentioned, Laura, there are uh, parents who are working for the NIH that have kids that go to MCPS. Montgomery County is the Silicon Valley of the biomedical industry. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of experts that are parents. And so what they kind of want to do is a COVID-19 advisory committee that's not just parents, but has parents, has staff and has some other people from uh, Montgomery County. Those are some of the big things that they kind of want to tackle. 
I don't know the time period on a lot of those things. The rapid testing was definitely the thing that they wanted to roll out foremost, I'll say. And then it seemed like the health officer was another huge priority for the school system. And in your conversation with Dr. McKnight, did you hear that returning to virtual learning was even an option? Or is that just off the table at this point? You know, the policy is they will not go back to virtual unless it is a state decision. And if you are seeing any of these test scores from the past year coming out of Virginia, Maryland, D.C., it's pretty rough. I think everybody is very much on board with keeping these students in school. They've seen what a year of virtual learning has done, caused regression across the board, and I think that something really bad would have to happen for them to move to uh, virtual learning. The coronavirus is not affecting children nearly as much as adults, thankfully. So I think that that definitely factors into this decision. I don't think Montgomery County is going to be shy about mandates for vaccines. School staff, they have to have their first dose by the end of this month and then the second dose by the end of next month, or there can be penalties such as getting fired from MCPS. And the same goes for any uh, athlete who is eligible, 12 or older at MCPS, they have to get vaccinated or else they can't play the sport. So I think you're going to see a lot of these soft enforcements and soft vaccine mandates for students. If you want to do any extracurricular activities, you're going to have to get the vaccine. Also, Montgomery County is one of the highest vaccinated counties in the entire country, so I, I don't think it'll be a really hard sell to get a lot of students vaccinated. We've been hearing about some other counties and their decisions to hold off on homecoming as the Delta variant continues to spike cases throughout the region. What are Montgomery County's plans for homecoming, which is really a celebration of this return to school? Yes, they will have homecoming. Two weeks ago, Charles County said that they were going to be delaying any homecoming activities, any dances, and wait and see. Maybe we'll have a winter formal. Montgomery County announced that they were going to have homecomings, but they were all going to be outside. So I don't know if you guys uh, went to a homecoming dance in the high school gym, but for a lot of these students, it's going to be out on the football field or the school courtyard or something like that. And I can imagine it's not going to be very fun because most of them are going to be during daylight hours. So it's going to probably end pretty early, which I can imagine is a little bit of a bummer. But maybe it'll be uh, better by prom. We've been talking a lot about pivoting and all the changes that Montgomery County has done to better the system they have for mitigating COVID and keeping kids in school. Should we expect this frequency of changes to continue? Or do you think the rules that are here now are good enough to make for a smooth rest of the year? We've seen the most pivoting so far. I think that we will obviously see some changes. It kind of was a perfect storm. If you look at coronavirus data in Montgomery County and in Maryland and just across the country, basically when school started is when the peak hit for the Delta variant. And we're kind of still in that peak, but it's kind of going down, going back up. So Montgomery County was at the high transmission rate, according to the CDC, when school started. Now it's already going back down into substantial. So it was kind of a perfect storm of we're reaching this peak in coronavirus as we're starting school, and we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. There was a lot of pivots in those first couple of weeks. I definitely think that they'll still work some of the kinks out, but I don't think it'll be as drastic as it has been the past couple of weeks. Because as you've said, every other day there's been some news out of Montgomery County Public Schools about how they're handling COVID. I really do want to stress, I really don't think we are going to go back into virtual learning. 
this comes from the superintendent, from, I mean, when you do listen to these school board meetings, the student member of the school board, every school board I listen to, Charles County, Prince George's County, Montgomery County, anytime there's a student school board member, even dating back to last fall, they were always advocates of, we need to have kids back in school. Montgomery County Council, Montgomery County Executive Mark Elridge, they're all pretty adamant about staying in school and not going virtual. On Wednesday, the Prince William School Board approved a vaccine and testing mandate for all staff, as well as significant changes to its citizen comment procedures. And on Friday, advisors to the FDA recommended COVID booster shots for people 65 and older, as well as those in high-risk categories. They said these groups should get their third shot six months after their second. Dr. Anthony Fauci on ABC This Week. The goal of this particular decision was to prevent people from getting serious disease who are at risk, such as the elderly and those who have underlying conditions. We hope that enough people will be vaccinated either with the primary regimen or following a third shot booster with Pfizer, that we will get that effect of preventing spread. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Laura Spitalniak. And me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world recovers.